Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pakistan Cricket Podcast. Today, we are going to be discussing the second ODI between Pakistan and Australia, and then going over some, uh, going over like a preview of the next ODI and whether there needs to be any lineup changes and stuff like that. Um, all right, so yeah, that's what's on schedule for today. So let's get into it. First of all, gotta say, finally. Pakistan got a win on this tour. Woohoo! It only took five games across two different formats before we finally got a win against Australia. And it was a weekend Australia. And they put up a hell of a fight where I didn't even think we were going to win. But we finally got the W. And so as Pakistani fans, we can all at least breathe a little bit, saying that this tour wasn't a complete uh, failure. Honestly, though, this tour... There's, there's like, there's more at stake than just the games. So while it, it's almost irrespective of how we play, this tour is a success because now it means, because it, it, it adds another, like, little piece of evidence to the statement that Pakistan is safe to play in. Like, you can play in Pakistan, you will be safe, you'll enjoy your time and have a good series. And that's what's important to say because we got two people coming this year, New Zealand and England, who canceled last year. So they better look at this and be like, all right, it's cool to go there. Like Australia's things went off without a hitch. Only maybe a little bit of COVID stuff. But like other than that, it went off without a hitch. And it was no fault from the Pakistani side. So congratulations for, on Pakistan on that for the tour so far. Congratulations to Ramiz Raja. Might not have performed with the good pitches, but you definitely did well with the security. There were no issues at all, so good for you. Anyway, now back to the meat of this episode, the match, the game. I got to say, man, it's getting hard to know what, what's better uh, in Pakistan cricket right now, you know? Because I used to always think it's our bowling that's more consistent and that's better. But through this series, it's it's showing us that our batting is better. Even though it's still not reliable at all because we have collapses every now and then. Like, uh, like the collapse in the second test match in the first innings and the collapse in the third test match, 20 runs, 7 wickets. And even the first ODI where we couldn't match up, but but the ceiling of our our batting seems way higher. Like the floor could, is very low still because we could get out really easy, but but the ceiling of our batting lineup, the potential, is so high, especially with our with our top four. Um, but I'll get into that more when I talk about the second innings, but. Our bowling, it's just, it just doesn't seem anymore that we're capable of taking wickets. We only have Harris Roof and Shaheen. Our spinners are, are so useless. That's one thing I realized is that we're doing it wrong in that we're playing Hushtil Shah as our second spinner, where he should be our third. And and we need to, I think, and I'll go over this later, but we need to put Mamun Nawaz in instead of uh, Iftikhar, because I, Iftar is useless, kind of. And that way, Hushtal can be our third spinner. 
that's the level he's at. He can pitch in with four, maybe five overs in case one of the spinners is not doing well or one of the seamers is not doing well. And I think this team could also use a Fahim Ashraf or or Imad uh, Wasim. I, I I really think we missed a trick with uh, when, by not having Imad Wasim on this team because on wickets that don't spin, he will still be useful because he's not... He doesn't rely on spin that much. He relies more on his variation, on bounce, on the on the pace he bowls at. He's just such a smart bowler, and he's such a different type of spinner. And I think that would be very useful because right now both Iftikhar and Kushtil are the same type of spinner. And and Zahid Mahmood, yeah, he can take wickets of a little bit here and there, but he he has no control over the runs. People can smack him all over. He's he's not consistent in that way. And he just, you can't trust him. You can't trust him. He's not good enough to be there in the earlier overs when when there's less fielders in. But then he's also not good enough to be there at the end and the 40th over because people can just, like, hit him. And so, like, while he's shown promising signs, I think he still needs a lot of work. And I think that will... Uh, actually get fixed with Shadab in our team, Shadab Khan. But I do think we missed a trick without bringing Imad Wasim. His bowling is really underrated and you can actually use him in the first 10 overs and not be hammered all over the place or he can hold his own usually. Most times, like 8 times out of 10 he'll hold his own in those overs. You know? Because he bowls differently depending on the situation. He's just a smart bowler and a smart spinner and perfectly made for white ball cricket. And I don't understand why he's not in our ODA team because we need someone like him. We need someone like him for the variation he brings with his different kind of spin, different kind of finger spin, you know? Um, yeah, now in terms of this game itself, I, 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 what I said there was more like broad than what actually was happening in this game. So in this game, I, you could just tell how much better Shaheen is than Hassan Ali and and Muhammad Wasim Jr. and all these other players. Only only Haris Rauf could like hold up to Shaheen's level, but you could just tell that Shaheen is a much better uh, much better bowler than all of them. And and he took a ball with his second wicket and he was just getting the ball to talk and do more. And whenever we needed to like quiet down the runs, he was brought in to like uh, shave off a few runs and ball a few quiet overs. Honestly, his bowling in the middle and his bowling at the, the wickets he got at the end probably saved like 10, 15 runs. And then that ends up being enough. That ends up mattering right at the end, at the end of the game. Cause it could have been a completely different game if Australia got 15 more. Or anything like that, you know? And so, like, heading into this game. Uh, heading into this game, I was I was really worried about our bowling. And I got proven right, right? Like, I feel like we weren't able to build any pressure. Because we don't have enough bowlers who can bowl economically. 
even like okay, I get this was such a flat wicket because no one was able to bowl economically, but our it's just it's literally just Phil. Uh, no, it's just uh, Harris Rauf and I don't know where I got go from. Sorry, uh, Harris Rauf and Shahina Fridi. That's it. It's just those two who can bowl wicket to wicket and get our our third. Like Mohamed Wasim Jr. is good, but I, I again, would not rely... Uh, he's not who I bring on when I want to stem the floor runs. You know what I mean? Right now, it's just too heavily dependent on Shaheen Shah and Harris Rove. We need a third reliable... Uh, this is where I think Mohamed Amir... I know he's not been in good form. I know he's off of injury, and I know he's controversial, but I think we could use Mohamed Amir, especially for the next few years to like help... To help add some vet vet to this team. You know, we need a veteran on this team, especially in our bowling lineup. And I feel like he would do well. And if not him, then why not try Nassim Shah in ODIs? I don't understand. He had a good PESL too. And he showed very good discipline with line and lengths in the test series. Why not give him a shot? I don't know. Yeah, so so it it's confusing. And then and then in this game, we opened with Harris Rauf in our bowling and Shaheen Shah, and everyone was praising how we, how it was the right decision. But for me, it also looks bad because why did you not <laughs> decide to do this in the first game? Did you not know who you had in the first game? Like Harris Rauf is was clearly our best bowler at that point, and for him to not have opened the bowling made very little sense for very little sense in the first game. So. So this is less about it being a good decision in this game. It's more about it being a bad decision in the first game, in my eyes. So, so like tactically, what are you doing? You you don't know how to assess your squad good well enough. You know, like this was too glaring of an omission, where it's like, no man, it made no sense for him to not bowl in the first few hours. It's like it doesn't make sense that you can't bring in spinners early, but maybe that's because he doesn't trust the spinners with with the less fielders in, which is what happens in the first 10 overs. But that means that you need to get better spinners, and that's why I think Mama Nawaz should come in. Because you you play Nawaz, he's actually a bowler. He's not a part-time bowler like Iftikhar and Khosh, though. He's actually like a bowler, a bowling all-rounder, you know? And and since I don't trust Iftikhar's batting anyway, I would definitely go for Mohammed Nawaz over him. But again, I'm going to mentioned this, Imad Wasim should have been here. He actually is such an important bowler and I I think they underestimate his bowling. And so hopefully he can make it back. I don't know if it's injuries or anything, but he, he had a good T20 series, T20 World Cup as well. To me, he's a, he's a huge part of this. So I hope uh, I hope they bring him in. And yeah, <laughs> what kept on happening in this game was whenever Pakistan looked like they were about to, they got Australia in the reins, then Australia took over. It happened in the beginning when Pakistan got a wicket straight off, and you're like, yes, we can do this. And then, nope, Australia built a partnership, and then they destroy us. And then and then Pakistan pulled it back from always 40 to like 44, but then Australia end on a huge, huge, uh, like the, their, the 48th and 49th over was so huge. They scored like 25 runs each over or something like that. Like it was, it was so much runs that they scored in those two overs that no, maybe not 25 each, but they scored a lot of runs in those two overs 
and it really set them up to a total that I thought would have been enough to like beat us, but we showed up. But anyway, yeah, the bowling, man, it was very, very disappointing. It just, we didn't, when we got wickets, we didn't capitalize on it, right? We, you, you capitalize on, on, on wickets by adding more pressure. So like whenever a wicket fell, we didn't like bring more fielders in close just to make the batsman feel uncomfortable. We didn't stop the singles. We just tried to stop boundaries. That's it. And I feel like it, there's so much more to that in, especially in ODI cricket, but compared to T20 In T20, this works well because the game is so much shorter, but in ODI cricket, there's still 50 overs. That's a lot of time to bat. So, so you want the more you can just stop the singles and like build that pressure where they have to at least take a risk in order to get runs where like for boundaries and stuff, you got to trust your bowlers more. This, this just makes me feel like you, Barber doesn't like fully trust all of his bowlers or the strength of his bowling or the ability of his bowling to bowl the correct line and lens because they, the field should have been way more attacking with the way the game started. If, if it was attacking and we just made Travis Head feel more uncomfortable, who knows, maybe we could have gotten this wicket early and they don't score this much, right? We didn't capitalize on getting Aaron Finch out early. There was It's like, what was the point of that? He, they didn't even need him because they still got to 350, 348. So I wish we, uh, I wish we did more of that. But, but I got to say, even though they Australia, so like, you know, I already mentioned earlier, Australia got 348. Going into the, going into this game and going into this, the the main question I had is going into like the Pakistan innings batting innings, was can Pakistan's bats batters play a modern brand of cricket? And boy, did they prove us wrong! Like, oh my lord, because I, I my answer to that question was no, based on the first ODI and history, right? But boy, did they prove us wrong. Like, Ibamul Huck, gotta give it to him, continues to prove me wrong. Is getting centuries back to back. He really, it seems like him and Baba really have a, a real friendship, which they mentioned multiple times during the broadcast of the game. Him and Baba really do have a real friendship. So it's actually good to see them get better together because their partnership was the main criticism in the first in the first game because they were too slow and now granted this was a, an easier wicket to bat on for them but they batted with more intent and more aggression and it almost is like why didn't you do this the first game you should have done this the first game just they batted without fear and more intent and and I really liked it and honestly Imam has proven me wrong I would think he doesn't actually fit on this team but he's shoved himself in there um and he played really really well i still though believe that saad shaquille is the wrong it doesn't fit in this team he needs to go to a power hitter or an all-rounder or someone else i think he needs to go to heather ali because we need his type of hitting and stroke making doesn't have to go to a power hitter, but it needs to go to someone who's a stroke maker and player, you know, like who Umar Akmal was supposed to be, but not who he became. And I feel like Heather Ali is that dude. He is that guy. We just need to give him more confidence and give him more 
give him more of a run because I don't care if he fails. He's young enough where he can learn from his failures. He needs to learn from his failures if he fails because he is part of that future that I think we are ignoring or Pakistan cricket team is ignoring or actively fucking up because we always moved where he was batting and everything like that. To me, he's number five in our batting, right? We got Imam Barber, Rizwan, uh, Imam Fakhar, Barber, Rizwan, and then he comes in at five because he can add that hitting at the end. But obviously, everything also depends on the match situation because if if Fakhar gets out early, you might want to put him up because he's the stroke maker that can go well with Imam. Although, granted, we just got proven that Barber and Imam can bat fast, so it's not as big of an issue. But but definitely at the end, we need more stroke making and someone who has who looks who has the potential to be a superstar. If the car doesn't have that potential, I don't think neither does Hush still as a batsman. So, to me, Heather is the only guy who has, who fits that potential and has has the skill level now to succeed. He just needs things to go his way. Maybe he also needs his team to believe in him. You know, so hopefully we do go that way. Um, I will say this before. So I, I've also created some categories to, to help me like organize my thoughts and to help you understand how I felt about the game better as well. So we'll get into those categories later. But <laughs> I want to mention this like at one point when Babur and Imam were going really well, I was in my head, I'm like, I get the feeling that this game is going to come down to if Iftikhar and Khoshdil can finish it. And boy, did it come down to that. And boy, did they almost fuck it up. They made what was a chase where we should have won to one where it looked like we could easily lose because the run rate was going up and up and up once Babur and Rizwan got out. Once, once effectively Babur got out, the rate kept on going up and then Rizwan got out. And then you were left with Iftikhar and and, uh, and Rushdil. And I, I think at one point we needed like 25 or something off the last three or something. And it, it, the run rate got, in the last three overs, the run rate was getting close to 10. Because Khushdil took still a little bit of time to get going. But then Khushdil like proved me, he proved me wrong or not necessarily proved me wrong, but he, 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 uh, he took away all my fears because he was able to get the, the, the his hitting in that second last over was was beautiful. The way he just smashed the ball, it it cemented his spot. He got his spot. He is the finisher spot is now his sixth is his spot now. Especially with uh, with the added bonus of his bowling, that's his spot now. And and now we just need to replace Iftikhar. And Saad Shaquil, I think, and then our team would be perfect because, yeah, like I said, Heather Ali for Saad Shaquil. And instead of if we got to trust our batting more, and I think we put Nawaz in because we need more variety in our spin and quality in our spin bowling. Nawaz is a quality spin bowler. Uh, we do that, and I think we're good. Obviously, ideally, I would have again Imad. And then Shadab could come back for the last game, so then he replaces, he replaces Zahid Mahmood. I hope that's what they do. I hope they don't just... I mean, they could just replace Iftikhar with Shadab. I would actually also be okay with that. But I don't think we need two leg spinners. I think we need more variety, and that's why I would have Mama Nawaz in there as well. I don't know how many changes we're going to actually make because we won, 
and they might not feel the need to make a change. But Sasha Kiel didn't even bat. We put him so low. We put him less than if the current thing. So that just means he doesn't fit our team because we have too many people like that. And this goes to another question. was like, does Riz- Rizwan's got to figure it out because his form in T20 and tests is much better than his form is one day. And that's because in one day, in, in limited over cricket, I feel like he needs to bat at the top of the order. But Fakhar, Fakhar Imam, Nibabur have really kind of cemented their spot. So the highest he can bat is at four. And so he needs to figure it out. Because when you're coming in at four, especially if the first three do well, you need to bat with more force and pace. And he is a busy cricketer, but he doesn't bat with force, you know? So it's kind of hard for him to, like, hit it immediately. He likes to get the singles quickly first, you know? So on this team, I think I would... I think for him to reach his current full potential, which is like his 2020 form and stuff like that, he would need to open for our ODI team. But because of how well everyone's played, he can't. And so I, I trust the guy. He's a quality player, so he's got to figure it out. But it'll take him some time, I think. And hopefully it's the third ODI is time because he's had two ODIs and he has had the test series to adjust. So like he needs to adjust to playing in the middle order. And hopefully he figures it out sooner rather than later because he's an integral cog in our team. Once he starts batting with more consistency in ODI cricket, we can we don't have the need for an Iftikhar. We can go for more a bowling all-rounder rather than a batting all-rounder. You know? Because then our five will be pretty solid. Then And then you got Shadab at... And then you got Khushtal Shah at six. And you got... And you got Shadab at seven. So then... Yeah, you don't need an iftikhar. You can, you can put Mohammed Nawaz instead of yeah. Again, I'm going around circles. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, let's get into the carry. So the ball of the game, to me, it's obvious. It's it's not even Pakistani, and I only want to choose Pakistani. But this ball was so good that I had to choose it. Like Stoinis is wicked of Fakhar Zaman. The way he just he was just basically a fast bowling spinner. Was he? He bowled a slower ball, but it was like a spinning kind of one. And it fucking it spun so perfectly, hit the top of off stump, completely bamboozled Fakhar. It was a crazy delivery, and it came out of nowhere because Fakhar and, and, and Imam were dominating. So, yeah, ball of the game has to go to that. Bowler of the game, this is just on our side. Honestly, it it is Shaheen because he ended up getting four wickets. But I sneakily think it's actually Harris Rove because he bowled with so much control and kept the run rate down and really bowled well in the death. Whereas Shaheen gave a little bit more runs, even though he, but Shaheen took a lot of wickets. Shaheen was really good. He got four wickets. But I kind of liked Harris Rove a little bit better. But anyway, I think it is Shaheen. He got, he got the most. But overall, I think I would give him our bowlers only like a six out of 10 because there was only really two good bowlers. Everyone else got hit for a bunch of runs. Mamba seem was okay until but at the end he kind of lost it. And at least in this game he bowled out his best bowlers. Sometimes to a fault though cuz Mahmood went for a lot of runs. Um he went 7 runs and over. So I you can't give our bowling that high cuz they scored 348, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That was really bad. <laughs> but uh, but we were able to pull them back a little bit in a couple of overs, and that that proved to be 
vital, I think, in us finishing this game because at the end there, if we had 20 more runs to chase, we would have been screwed. I don't think Hushnil Shah would have been able to take it over because in that game, he just needed two boundaries and then the complexion had completely changed of the game. And he got that in two balls, obviously, in one over. And I completely changed the game in the second last over. Um, so that that leads us into our batting. And our batting is a it would have been a 10 out of 10 because this is the highest chase we've ever done. But it's a 9 out of 10 because of that vo- the wobble we had right after Barber uh, got out. like Because Barber and Rizwan got out back-to-back. And then our run rate really slowed up for like an over, which really put us back on the back foot after being in a, in a prime position to win it. So like that little wobble, that little scare in my heart cost that one more overall mark. So we give it a 9 out of 10. And Bastion of the game, definitely Bobber. The way he batted. Again, this is kind of like a Bobber did the better batting, but I think it kind of should go to Imam as well because without his solidity and his aggressive play at the beginning, Bobber wouldn't have been able to comfortably get to where he ended up because at the beginning, Bobber wasn't really hitting it that much. He was getting singles here and there, but he wasn't really hitting it. And and in that moment, it was it was Imam al-Haq being the aggressor and su- successfully doing it, and he was able to get a century, and that set up Bobber to be able to play more freely as well towards the end, and like really a- accumulate his innings. And th- that's the thing that I did like. The thing that I didn't like with our bowling is like we gave too many singles, but what I liked with our batting is that we we were able to get a lot of singles compared to the first test, first ODI. Where there were so many, we played so many dot balls, and I think that's what killed us. That's sneakily, I think, the key of one day cricket is getting singles instead of dot balls. Because then you only need one bad ball per over or one boundary per over, and then you get singles, sets you up well. Whereas if you continuously get dot balls, even if a boundary in the over will not, cannot overcome that. Whereas if you get singles every ball, that's still six runs and over. You know, but then if you try to get singles every ball, but get four singles and a boundary, and and uh, whether the boundary is a four or six doesn't matter, and then a double ball, then at least you know it ends up being such a good over, and that's the key, I think, is to continue to be busy and try to get singles. And I think in the first time we were trying to do too much boundary hitting or nothing, and this one both Imam and and Baba ran really well, ran really aggressively mostly, and it was. It was good to see, and this this leads into the fielding, right? We we put Australian fielders under pressure, and it actually resulted, I think, in us having the better fielding game, which you could I would never think possible against a team like Australia, who has such high fielding centers. I think our fielding was actually better than Australia's, so I would give our fielding like an eight point five out of ten, and in Australia's was like a six because they were they had a lot of like missed fields, overthrows. Um, I don't know if they dropped any. Oh, they, they didn't drop a catch, but that guy Stoyna caught it, but it ended up being a six. If if he caught that catch of Fakhr Zaman, I think this game would have been. I think we would have lost probably. Fakhr Zaman and Imam set the tone so well with the 118 run opening partnership or whatever it was. So yeah, like yeah, great fielding by Pakistan and and we like saved some runs. Did some like good, really good ground fielding on the boundaries. 
saving like runs all over the place, whereas Australia had a bunch of misfields and stuff like that. So I definitely liked our fielding in this, and that's why I'm giving an 8.5. Pretty good day for us. Fielding, not bowling. <laughs> Bowlers had a tough time. Both teams. Uh, okay, Captain C now. Uh, this is where I give him a f- uh, f- maybe 5.75 is, is what I had here. Maybe that's a bit too harsh. I give him a 6 out of 10. He's just because to me, Captain C is more important when you're bowling and fielding than when you are batting. And a lot of the times we just looked uninspired. We looked like we were waiting for a mistake rather than trying to get a mistake out or like manipulate the batsman into getting a mistake or out and out trying to get a wicket. It's just it's just a lot of like very regulation fields and regulation tactics. There's nothing out of the box, nothing creative. And it was just very low level field placings. He made some nice changes in in our in our bowling and stuff with the, with the lineups, but I think the, the the whole team decision is they don't realize the importance of seamers. The and they're over over uh, they're putting over too much importance in spinners, and based on the whole series, spinners have not been as good as seamers. The whole series, especially for Pakistan, I mean Australia because Zampa is playing really well, but. Definitely for Pakistan. So, so, and I think selection is part of captaincy a little bit. It's coaching as well. So maybe this category is more like coaching slash captaincy and plans for Pakistan. So five by seven five. We didn't have good bowling plans either. Travis Head still went off. We didn't try to cramp him up as much as we should have. We tried to make him feel uncomfortable. Bowl into his body. Put the put a feel of clothes. Try to make him uncomfortable. We didn't try to do that at all. We just let him go on his merry way, and he continued to kill us. Um, Pakistan out of 10. I got to give us an 8.5 out of 10. We pulled out a victory. This was a really good victory. Great batting display by us. Honestly, uh, we, we played without fear, which is something that I haven't seen too much of. The only time I felt fear was when, when uh, Iftikhar and and uh, and Hushtel were batting. But other than that, we it looked like we were playing fearless cricket, confident cricket. So uh, give us an 8.5 out of 10. This is our highest run chase ever. Highest run chase ever in Pakistan by any team. Highest run chase probably against Australia as well. So this was a record-setting batting performance, and you can't give more any less than that. But I can't give a 10 out of 10 because our bowling was... Pretty garbage, aside from Shaheen and Rauf. Um, uh, Australia, mark out of 10, I'd give them an 8 out of 10. Because they almost won this game, and they're not playing with any of their... <laughs> like, like they're not playing with their main bowlers, their three main bowl seamers, and they're not playing with some of their best batsmen. In David Warner, Steven Smith, Mitch Marsh, all, all so many people are missing from their team, but they still managed to score 348 runs, and they almost won this game. And if they had Pat Cummins and Mitchell Stark, I don't think we would have been capable of chasing this. Mitchell Stark, Pat Cummins are on another level, and even Josh Hazelwood, who's really consistent with his line and length. So, 
yeah, Australia, 8 out of 10. You just get 0.5 less because we won. But you've done great. Um, player of the series watch, right now it's looking like it's probably one of the Australians, like Travis Head or McDermott. Uh, Imam Al-Haq is up there now, too, with his two centuries. It's going to come down to who uh, who wins the game tomorrow, uh, tomorrow in tomorrow's game. But it's looking like it's either going to be Imam Al-Haq or Travis Head. Unless someone performs crazy in the next game. Um, I forgot to do one of my categories, so I'll just do it right here at the end. Sorry. Uh, hit of the game. And it was, there was two that I had. One was this, in the 30th over, 38th over, over Barber Flick, like Abbott for just what looked like a tiny little flick, but it went so fast to the boundary and the way he does it just looks so beautiful and easy and effortless, but it's actually such a difficult shot. And it was just like, I had to like take a step back. I'm like, wow, that's like, this guy's class. And then obviously Hushtil, the Hushtil six in the second last over is first, the first like big boundary. And that, mo- that was a huge six for us because the run rate was freaking climbing and it looked like we were in trouble. And then Hushdale really did this pressure-releasing six. Got down on one knee and just, like, smacked that guy over. It was beautiful. And it was so important. The weight of that situation also makes it even better. Yeah. And there's that. Uh, now, I'm going to take a break. And then after that, we're going to talk about the next game. Tomorrow's game. All right, I am back. Now looking forward to this next game. I think I heard rumors that Shadab is going to be <coughs> fit to play. And so if he is, he definitely walks right into the team. And I hope he replaces Zahid Mahmoud. Like, he had a good run, but like, it's time, it's over. Or, or if we do want to play two leg spinners, I hope we go with Usman Kadir. Because I, I kind of want to see. I don't know why this... Zahid Mahmood guy just jumped Usman Kadir. I think Usman Kadir is a bigger spinner. And there it's not like Zahid is better at keeping the runs down. So we might have Zahid Mahmood. And then uh Iftikhar I would replace with Muhammad Nawaz. Because Shadab can be that sixth. Yeah, sixth? No, seventh guy. He can be that seventh guy very comfortably he's proven he has the talent we might almost be wasting his time at that number seven batting but he can definitely be that dude and then and then you can get Heather early instead of South Shaquille and go for more stroke making you know I also think Shadab is a better hitter than Fiftahar and excuse me uh will be more consistent than him so to me it just makes more sense for him to be in our 11 for the next game um but I don't think we're going to do it. I think we're going to keep mostly the same team, except if Shadab is in, Shadab will be in. But ideally, I think we need Mohamed Nawaz in and Shadab in. Uh, if you're not going to do the slot Shaquille's change, which I get because he didn't even really bat in the second game, and he, he didn't bat in the second game, and he only got one innings in the first but you can tell, I think all of my listeners will know this, and I think most people realize this, Pakistani fans, 
you can tell that Saad Shaquille does not fit this team. We have like too many players like Saad. Saad Shaquille is the same mold as Mohamed Rizwan and and Babur and Imam, where they're more like stroke makers. If if they're gonna get a lot of runs, it's all of like classier or more typical shots rather than being like these hitters, big hitters, like like the West Indies, like Chris Gale and stuff, or like or like you know, like Mitch Marsh and all these uh these powerful big hitting players. We only have Fakhar Zaman right now in our team. And Khushtil Shah. That's it. And so I think we could use someone like Heather Ali, who's like a mixture of both and in between, between being like a big hitter and a stroke maker. He's like right in the middle. Not quite a big hitter, but not really like the same like bobber mold, but he hits with more like power and uh, and gets more power behind his shot. So I like him there as our number five. Hush still number six, and then you got Shadab at number seven. That's such a strong lower batting lineup. You know, and then and then and then after that you can have Nawaz at eight. And then you got the bowlers. You got Nawaz at eight, and then you got uh Mohammed Usim, Harisrof, and I I would actually bring Shah Nawaz Dahani in. Because we've seen Mom of the Scene, we gave it two games. Now it's time to try this other dude. And he's like a good young talent as well. And I like the way he bowls. I like the energy he bowls with. I like his attitude. No, doesn't look afraid of any moment. And it, and it would be good to see him out. And I think we should give him a try. And I hope he bowls. I hope he is in the next game as well. Again, I don't think any of these changes are going to happen. I think the next game, same team except just Shadabin. That's it. I think that's going to be the only change. But this is what I would want the team in. So you would have the openers, which is Fakhar and Imam. And then you got Rizwan, I mean, Babar Rizwan. And then Heather Ali. So I'm replacing Saad Shakir with Heather Ali. Don't think they're going to do that. And then Khushtal Shah. He keeps his spot. And then you got Shadab Khan, who's seventh. And then I have Ma- Shadab Khan, so he's replacing Zahid Mahmood or whoever you want to call it, Zahid Mahmood or Iftikhar. He's replacing him, Shadab Khan, becoming our main leg spinner. And then Mohamed Awazwe is replacing Zahid Mahmood, being a spinning all owner. Now, again, this is based on this squad. But ideally, this Mohamed Nawaz, I think, would be, for me, Imad. Because Imad adds a different variation. Mohamed Nawaz is like a better version of Hushtil Shah. Whereas... Whereas Imad Wasim is a completely different bowler, even though they're the same type of spinner, technically, you know? And so that's why I think his variation, his skill is completely underrated. And I think we could use him. And he also has this kind of confidence as a player, which I kind of like. Um, and, and I think it's kind of good for this team. Um, so yeah, Mama Nawaz slash it should be actually Imad Wasim in my eyes. And then you got... Rauf, uh, uh, I mean, Mohamed Wasim, uh, Shah Nawaz Dahani. So I'm having Shah Nawaz replace Mohamed Wasim, Rauf, and Shaheen. And that would be my bowling lineup. I think that's the strongest 11 we could put out there based on what, what's happened so far. Uh, uh, do I think that Pakistan will put this lineup? No, I don't think so. I think they're going to stick with the same one. Uh, 
Australia, I think, are going to have probably the same lineup. I can't see them making any changes, really. Maybe they take Mitchell Swepson out because he's not been too good. But I, Ashton Agar is going to miss the rest of the series, I believe. So I don't know who they're going to put in instead. I don't really care about the Australian lineup, but they can put whoever they want in. We're gonna, we should beat them. So my prediction for the next game is that we will win. Um, and I think it's going to come down to our batting again. Uh I think our player of the game in the next game is going to be. I think it might end up being a bowler. If Shadab plays, I think it could be him. That's how much I think of Shadab's skill. If not, then I'm going to go with Hire Saruf. I think he's going to finally get the wickets that his bowling has deserved. And he's going to be able to get four wickets, or three wickets. And like, not go for like more than six runs and over. And it's going to be a high scoring affair. And that's why like a bowling, like even a little bit of good bowling will matter more. And for me, that would make him my MVP. But if it's if it were to be a batsman to be an MVP in the next game, a uh, player of the game, uh, uh, player of the match in the next game, for me it would. I think the most likely candidate to be it. Or what would be good for? I think it should be. If it's Fakhar, that's very good news for Pakistan. I simply think it could be Rizwan because he's kind of coming under fire and really needs to cement his place. Not cement his place because I don't think he's in any danger of being dropped, but kind of like in his own mind, you know, cement his his position in the squad. Like like this number four is my spot, you know, uh, position in the batting lineup, and so. I hope to see it. I feel bad for all the younger people, but we're not going to try out like Muhammad Harris, Yaris as well, or Harris, I think his name is. Uh, yeah. I feel bad for him. He probably won't get a go. If he does get a go in front of Heather Ali, then I'll feel bad for Heather Ali. And if Heather Ali doesn't get a go, I'll feel bad for him as well anyway. <sighs> we're doing him so wrong. I feel like we might mess him up. And he could have been one of one of our greatest white ball cricketers. But we're going to mess him up. Hopefully we don't. But yeah, that's my predictions for the game. It's going to be high scoring. We're going to win it. And it's going to be because Harris Rauf did a magical few overs that held Australia back a little bit. I, do I do I kind of hope we win the toss and like bat first or lose the toss and end up batting first? Yeah, I kind of do because I kind of want to see how we are, but but it's also scary. And do I just want to go with more of a short thing because we've shown we can chase? Uh, because it's going to be like series deciding and it's going to have like World Cup implications because we're not out of the area where we would have to qualify what for the World Cups by playing games instead of automatically qualifying. I think we need to be in the top eight or something like that for the 50 over World Cup. So, so that's why this series can be quite huge because there's not a lot of, excuse me, not a lot of 50 over games series being played. Although I think that's why we also invited West Indies over. First of all, because they said they would when England, I think, when England backed out and stuff. But it's also like we need more games for this like World Cup league or whatever. All the ODI games are counted towards that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Here's hoping to a Pakistan win. 
and I'm sure everyone listening wants that too. If if not, then stop listening, go away. We don't want you. This is here is only for the Pakistani fans. Uh, and yeah, cheers. Until next time, I'll see y'all later. <laughs>